Welcome back to the Health Longevity Secret Show, and I'm Dr. Robert Lufkin. Ketones and ketosis is everywhere in the news. What are ketone bodies? Why are they good for us? And how do we measure them? Our guest today is Jim Howard, who happens to be the CEO of biomarker-based startup Readout Health. They make Biosense, the first clinical grade handheld device that measures nutritional ketosis for chronic disease and longevity wellness focused consumers. He is a 27 year digital health executive with an MBA from the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Now, please enjoy this interview with Jim Howard. Hey, Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Well, yeah, well, well, ketones are everywhere in the media, ketogenic diet, keto-friendly, uh, all these things. Today, we get to dive into this area with a, a real expert in the field. But before we do that, maybe you could just take a moment and tell us uh, your, your journey, how you came to be interested in this, in this area. Yeah, you know, ketogenesis or, or ketosis in general as a as a therapy, chronic disease therapy, is has always been fascinating to me in the past probably five years. You know, um, we we as a company, you know, we focus on that state as opposed to a keto diet. We don't care what the protocol is, but I I got interested. Uh, my background was in pharmacy and uh, pharmaceutical industry, and then into digital health. So I was looking for digital methods to treat or prevent chronic disease and um, spent some time with a big company in, in respiratory diagnostics. And the next thing you know, um, I was working with Washington University and check transfers with BioSTL. And, and that's how this kind of came about when uh, someone knocked on my door and said, hey, Jim, will you look at this, this uh, technology that these guys are building out in California? I, I happen to have had a ketogenic household. My wife uh, is a cancer survivor. And so she's for remission purposes, she's probably going to adopt that the rest of her life. I, uh, I ultimately adopted it after a lot of arm, arm pulling and, and uh, I had six knee surgeries and the impact to uh, inflammation and my ability to do things. I mean, within a week, this is probably four or five years ago. I, I then adopted that ketosis lifestyle myself. So that's how it all happened. And then this technology of, of um, being able to provide kind of a full day resolution of ketosis dropped on my lap and I jumped at it. So I'm, I invested in the company, my firm invested in the company, and here I am uh, right now with Biosense in the market. So that was my story. Well, that's fascinating. I, I, I love it that you're, you're a, a true believer and a practitioner of, of ketosis. So you can speak from experience and, sure. and ketones are not only everywhere and ketosis is not only everywhere in the, in the public media, but also in the scientific literature, we're seeing a revolution in our understanding of chronic disease that I'm sure we'll get into today about how uh, these molecules affect a variety of uh, diseases that, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't really appreciate or, or understand. So let's, let's start from the beginning. What, sure. what, what are ketones? What are ketosis? Uh, what is ketosis? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, ketone bodies, obviously, are what are produced um, when you're in that state. Uh, well, on the other side of the metabolic switch. So if you, you just think about in general, the metabolic switch, you're either burning glucose or you're burning fat as a fuel or ketone bodies. Um, the the damage is undone 
on the other side of the metabolic switch. So burning fat or you know, fat oxidation. So we, there's a lot of interest right now in, in CGM, for example, for consumers and, and bringing your glucose in range. And that can prevent further, it, this is a very general statement, that can prevent further weight loss, prevent further uh, acceleration of type 2 diabetes, for example. But to undo the damage, you know, and certainly in studies in Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, on and on and on, getting to that state of fat oxidation is critical. Okay. So it, it plays a key role of prevention, chronic disease prevention and longevity health span in treatment. So many treatment protocols right now, and then the reversal. So you let, see, let me, yeah. Let, oh, sorry. I, let me yeah. just amplify that one thing for our audience. CGMs, of course, we've talked about before, continuous glucose monitors. And what, what you're underscoring, I think, is the point that CGMs will allow us to track the glucose levels uh, down to a basic level, but you could have a low glucose, but not be in ketosis. And so what you're saying is monitoring ketosis allows you to see when the switch is fully switched to, that's right. uh, to ketosis rather than just low glucose utilization. And that's exactly. a key factor in this biological switch and undoing the damage. Yeah. And then, and then you hear about metabolic flexibility, which is your ability to go back and forth in between these, which happens over time. And so in, in that state of ketosis, and, and again, keto diet is, a, you know, gets a lot of the press for the past few years. Certainly now uh, intermittent fasting has probably even overtaken the keto diet, but it doesn't matter what the protocol is. It's at every weight loss protocol is chasing fat burn or fat oxidation. But the key thing is, is how, how do you package that up into a protocol or how do you track it all day long as you eat, you know, much like continuous glucose monitoring monitors your glucose levels, you really need to be able to track that to see what the impact of your actions are. So, so what, what has been missing in the market is the ability to modify behaviors in metabolic behaviors with data beyond, you know, on this side of the metabolic switch. And that's, that's, really what was missing. I, I'll give you an example. My wife, you know, a cancer survivor and she's in ketosis all the time or tries to be, she was pricking her finger in the morning and assuming that was her measurement the rest of the day. And that's very common. So she was getting a false positive, you know, after fasting for 14 hours and, and things like that. So, so how do you, how do you start to really track what happens in your body physiologically? And that, and that's, that's kind of where we come into play. And, and, you know, there's three different types of ketones that you can measure, and we measure one of those that we think is the most effective. Now, you mentioned metabolic flexibility. Um, if, if, if that's the, the ability to switch back between these two metabolic states. Right. Is that a downside to remaining in ketosis all the time? Do you lose your metabolic flexibility? You mentioned your wife's in ketosis. And I know of many, many individuals who uh, stay in ketosis for, for health reasons. Is that... Is that a downside for that? No, I, I, I don't believe so. I'm, I'm not a physician, but I, I, I would say that those that, that practice ketosis, regardless of the therapy, you know, whatever it is, the, the protocol to get you into that, you think we're the ones that when we come out of ketosis and, you know, maybe it's a weekend to go to a party or something like that, you can get right back into it very, very quickly. Whereas someone that eats a standard American diet and they, for the first time, get into ketosis. Maybe it's from fasting after three days. And it takes a lot longer, you know, a lot longer if someone's not used to it. 
they will come out of ketosis right away. And it's much more difficult to get back in. But you do that over time. It's like riding a bike and, and, and you become metabolically flexible. Your body is able to go in and out of that. And it just depends on what you're trying to do. If you're in weight loss, you know, deep, if you're obese, you, you probably want to stay in ketosis for a while. And, you know, you can cycle in and out on occasion. Uh, if you're epileptic, epileptics tend to stay at very high levels of ketosis to prevent seizures. Um, Alzheimer's, we're part of a protocol there, Dale Bredesen's protocol. You know, they're trying to put you into a moderate level of ketosis really for the rest of your life, for the most part. So it really depends. Um, and then, you know, in health span, that's where it gets really interesting is you're trying to get in an autophagic state or seek autophagy, you know, on occasion to, to really start to regenerate cells. Um, and we can get into that too, but those are the different things. It's, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the health benefits of, of uh, autophagy. And and um, you mentioned the three ketone bodies. Could you, would you mind explaining those for our yeah, sure. audience? Yeah. So I think at, at the core to really understand is that um, acetoacetate is what is metabolized. That is one of the three ketones. That is what is metabolized by the mitochondria. So um, call that the, the key ketone. Um, and it could be measured in a serum uh, test which is generally only available at a hospital or a send out lab, um, or it can be measured in urine. So a urine strip. So urine strip uh, is very inexpensive, often used in, you know, in the hospital, in the ED. Um, your body will adapt. If you're in ketosis, your body will adapt, you know, over time. So, um, so there's the limitations there. It just gives a range and you really can't use that over the course of, you know, beyond a few weeks. So that's, that's a common one. Then you have BHB which is generally uh, what most, I would say most people use in the consumer market. So BHB has been around for a while. There are commodity devices that measure that. And that in a hospital, there would be a venous draw. That's the gold standard. Uh, a capillary measurement is going to be about 20% off. It's good. It's not great. Um, but that's what most consumers use. Key to understand is that BHB is a storage ketone. Okay. So um, over time, if you, if your body starts to adapt, you probably will need to store less and less BHB. Um, and BHB is what is depleted right away. Like when you go exercise, you will deplete ketones in your, in your blood and then use those. Um, so it's a storage ketone and that can, you know, acetoacetate converts into, into, uh, BHB and then BHB converts back into acetoacetate. So it's kind of going back and forth. The third ketone is acetone and acetone is extruded in the breath. Um, and that's a one-way street. Okay. It's acetoacetate to breath ketones. And that is what we measure. And, and, and arguably that is the closest comparison in that conversion from acetoacetate to acetone is what is being used. Okay. As opposed to what is being stored. Um, the difficulty with breath acetone in the past is it's extremely difficult to get a, a reliable and repeatable measurement, uh, as you know. So you, you've looked at this before. And um, so there, until we came around, until I, I saw the work that these guys were doing uh, originally with Verda Health in San Francisco and, and then others, is, um, is the, the ability to fractionate your breath. So you can't have a reliable breath measurement unless you're only measuring the right part of your breath. So let's just say you've got your breath is 90 what 5% ambient air, 
the difficulty before is that you blow into a device and you're really measuring mostly there around you. So the patent that Biosense has, it was released, um, released to really have a clinical grade measurement and it chucks out 95% of your breath and it, it only measures just the last two cc's of your breath. And that's what's interacting with your, with your lung tissue. Okay. And it's highly, highly concentrated. So that's what could replace essentially a blood measurement. And uh, we had a clinical trial a couple of years ago to prove that. Mm, so that, that's the, uh, the deep lung measurement that, that your, your particular product has a, has a, a patent on. That's right. That's right. So it's deep lung sampling or fractionated breath sampling. And, um, and that basically that allows you to then plot out throughout the day. What is that? What is that ketone alteration based on what you eat or what you exercise, you know, your exercise. So it's just following your metabolic pattern throughout the day, building that area under the curve. Um, and that's what, what no one's been able to really do. And that's, it's critical, especially when you start to build that digital health products and digital therapeutics, you need to have that just like CGM, you got to have that area under the curve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back to the basics on the metabolic switch, uh, before we dive deeper into that, what, uh, what are the triggers for the metabolic switch? What, what causes our body to, uh, uh, switch to one side or the other and how, how do we influence that? Yeah, I, I would say that there's, there's three, three primary kind of functional areas that we look at that, that puts us into that metabolic switch and, and low, you know, initially low levels of ketosis. Uh, one would be, uh, you know, your nutrition. Okay. So nutrition can be broken down by a carb restrictive protocol. You know, one in six Americans right now are on a carb restrictive protocol. That'll probably increase over time. Um, so whatever the protocol is, you know, and all your diets are trying to put you into some type of fat oxidative state or some ketotic state. So, um, so that would be a nutrition primarily in, in a carbohydrate reduction. Uh, number two, uh, the second part of that would be just caloric restriction or fasting is a really good way to do it. So fasting is easy because you just don't do anything, right? That's um, the problem with fasting though, is that people believe and they read, I can do this 18, six diet, eat whatever I want in those six hours and, and then not eat for 18. I can tell you, you're not going to get into ketosis doing that <laughs> um, unless you are metabolically flexible and it's highly doubtful in American diet, you're going to have any impact with an 18, six diet. I mean, there's some benefits, but you're not going to have, you're not going to go into ketosis. And that's assuming Certainly you're, not. that's assuming you're consuming carbs in the six. If you just ate oh, yeah, uh, fats carb. and protein, uh, in the six, then you conceivably could be in ketosis. Oh, sure. Right? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's a great but, protocol. But a normal, if you, if you went back and ate a bunch of carbs in that six, six window, then that would essentially flip the switch is what you're saying. Exactly. You're not going to get very far. You might start to produce a few ketone bodies, real low levels, but it's not going to do much uh, for you there. So it's nutrition. Number one is, uh, number two is going to be exercise. So exercise is the second big one. So you can start to, you know, you know, the more you exercise, you'll deplete your glycogen stores. Um, and then, and that's a great way, by the way, to start a fast is deplete your glycogen stores. And we can talk about some cool personal protocols down the line. Um, and, and then you'll have an interesting thing in ketones is that your BHB could go down in, in during exercise, cause you're going to grab all those and use those and, and your storage ketones, your circulating ketones are going to be gone. 
Um, whereas your breath ketones will be going up. Okay. And they'll, huh. they'll all come back down together. Um, so that's, that's an interesting phenomenon there. Then you have, uh, the third one would be exogenous ketones. So, uh, you know, got people like Brianna Stubbs out at, at the Buck Institute doing a lot of research on the impact of, of that. So that can elevate ketones and put you into ketosis for a pretty short time though, you know, generally in the three hour time frame. You're seeing a lot of elite athletes start to do that. You're starting to see, uh, we see it in Alzheimer's protocols also. So it's kind of an easy way to get into ketosis. It's very expensive. Um, and and also you know, uh, like medium chain fatty acids, uh, coconut oil that some people yeah. are using as uh, supplements or ex exactly. other exogenous sources, MPTA. those will yeah. raise the raise the levels on the monitors, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's a good way to kind of cheat the system and get, get it elevated or jumpstart. I, I used to use a lot of MCT oil. I don't really need to anymore, but um, yeah. So those are the three primary ways to, to really jumpstart and, and maintaining your elevation of ketones. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so uh, it's basically uh, we want to switch from, from glucose slash glycogen metabolism to ketone metabolism. And to do that, we have to cut out the sources of, of glucose. And we, then we, after that, we have to deplete the glycogen stores, which can take, you know, 12 hours or more in an average person. And then the ketosis kicks in. If, if the person isn't keto adapted, in which That's case right. by keto adapted, we're meaning they have low glycogen stores so that they immediately go into ketosis and they're also metabolically flexible, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where you start to really see. And, and then if you can, you know, that's kind of step one is, is that, well, really step one is kind of, let's just stop doing the damage on ourselves. And these, this is kind of universal in protocols, stop the damage. Now let's start to address, you know, some, some healthy habits to drive behavior modification and have, we provide the data on our side. Here's the data to support that and everything you do. Okay. It's working great. Now I have the motivation with BioSense, the device, you blow into it, you get that, that, that feedback. And then really kind of the ultimate goal is now let's really start to seek the cellular regeneration and focus on you know, now I'm starting to be healthy. I want to focus on longevity and health span. I want to live a long time free of chronic disease. And, and that's the, that's the real cool thing about this. And I, I, I wish that more clinicians were starting to engage in that, um, you know, in that, that way of treating patients and, and prevention as well, especially metabolic disorders. Um, but we're seeing some early adopters and that's exciting. Yeah. Like yourself. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's fascinating. We, we just spoke with uh, Kara Fitzgerald on the show, who's a practitioner on the East Coast, uh, who did an interesting actual randomized prospective clinical trial, a pilot study of about 40 people, but it was using lifestyle uh, for eight weeks, lifestyle changes, and they measured their uh, epigenetic DNA methylation clocks. And it showed that a lifestyle regimen for eight weeks resulted in a three-year reversal in, the, in their longevity clocks as measured by DNA methylation. And, yeah. and it's a pilot study, but uh, 
it, 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 and it involved the ketogenic diet, of course, sure. <laughs> among other things and other factors. But uh, and she may have, she may have even been using uh, the BioSense uh, monitor with it. But uh, oh, great. It's, it's fascinating work that's being it's work that's being done in that area. What are some of the the clinical areas you mentioned? You touched on a few of them there with Dale and in his work on Alzheimer's disease. Right. What's the common theme with ketosis, and how does it affect all all these different diseases that are seemingly unrelated? Yeah, I would say that probably the lowest hanging fruit are metabolic disorders, so prediabetes, um, obesity, uh, type two diabetes reversal. Those are the you know when. You know, when I first got involved, the company with the project was initially collaborating with Verta Health to find some type of methodology to track, you know, track ketosis levels uh, for type 2 diabetes reversal. Then that kind of morphed into some other areas, too. We, um, we have an upcoming trial in type 1 diabetes for DKA with an SVLT. We have um, Current trials and we have a pancreatic cancer trial at Washington University, an insulin resistance trial at WashU. We have upcoming uh, trials in glioblastoma. Um, that's actually in Southern California. So some of these are targeted therapies um, in you know uh, treatments for for cancer. They we have an infertility study right now using a seven day fasting th uh, therapy. Uh, for women, and then they'll do it for men and infertility. That's in Germany at Charity Hospital. Uh, so we've got, I think, 11 or 12 lined up. We have a very significant pharma study coming up uh, starting next month in uh, metabolic uh, disorder space, a phase two trial. I, I can't comment on that, but there's uh, a number of really, really exciting opportunities for us where we enable research because we provide that full day resolution of your metabolic journey for ketosis specifically. So it's hard, it's hard to, you know, think about it. How can you have a therapy? Let's use obesity as an example. I'm, I'm an obesity physician. I see this patient once a week and I have absolutely no idea what happens to them when they leave my office. They come back a week later and they tell me that they've done everything that I've asked them to do. And they step on a scale it's, it's a horrible, horrible way <laughs> to treat a patient. And it, we all know it's not working. And obesity is you know, on its way to 49% in the US by 2030. So, so what if you can provide transparency and say, look, here graphically, I can see that this patient on Tuesday through Friday was compliant with my protocol to be in low levels of fat oxidation. And on two days over the weekend, they came out, but barely came out. And you know, I can see that 80% of the time they followed my protocol. Do you think that the weight, the weight loss is probably going to be there? Okay. And then you can start to get a little more aggressive in that therapy. Maybe start to take them off meal replacement because they're now starting to do some things on their own. So it, without that data, it's just a guess. It really, really is a guess. And, and that can be translated into other things too. So, you know, the Bredesen protocol is, is really cool for Alzheimer's early onset propensity where they put people on a protocol for with fasting and now they can see, you know, what, what is exactly happening to them is their ketone levels getting to these optimal levels in a two day fast or one day fast, whatever it ends up being. So, you know, we just provide the transparency to confirm, validate and motivate simple as that. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems like w- what you've, you've got is a tool to monitor, you know, basic uh, levels of ketosis, which, you know, originally would you'd think it would be just to apply to a narrow area. But what we're seeing is a transformation of our understanding of chronic disease in healthcare. And now, as you mentioned, we're, we're seeing our, our understanding of Alzheimer's disease to be at a basic level dependent on metabolism and that ketone uh, ketone and car- ketosis and carbohydrate restriction right. helps many, many patients with, with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, we had a, a cardiac surgeon on this program, Phil Ovadia, who's transforming his practice to help uh, rather than treat patients on his table. He wants to prevent them from getting cardiac disease. And the way he does it is with changing their metabolic state put them into ketosis and a ketotic, uh, uh, low carb diet and some other factors, but we see it being applied there for cardiovascular disease. And as you mentioned, in certain forms of cancer, it can, ketosis, uh, can be very effective. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It seems to be underlying more and more things that we look at it. It's, it's such, such a powerful tool. Yeah, the, the research published last year, Kyle McComas at St. Louis University with, uh, this is in mice, but for heart failure, really promising data of a high fat, low carb protocol um, and, and the reversal of heart, to, uh, heart failure. So, you know, enhanced ejection fraction. So we have an upcoming study that uh, grant has been submitted um, at Harvard for a study with, with Biosense in that regard. So yeah, there's, it's, it's really, really interesting um, and to be honest, it's not surprising when you look at what our bodies were originally built to do and how they were expected to have the frequency that we ate and, and, um, and really how our diet has changed just in the last hundred years with chronic disease, just taken off with that, you know, hundred years ago, we died from, from different things. I mean, we, we died at birth. We died from infectious disease. We didn't die from chronic disease nearly as much as we do today. So It's great. I mean, two years ago, there were 82 clinical trials with ketosis. Um, And today, any any given week, there's anywhere from 220 to 225 clinical trials right now. So it's tripled in just two years. Uh, The interesting thing is there's no registered digital endpoints for pharma trials with ketosis. So there's a major imbalance of, of... you know, the translational side and, and what will come to market. So we're, that's what we're here to, to help. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I guess it's, it should be no surprise when we look at the, uh, these chronic diseases, we're seeing that, that longevity and longevity genes um, underlie a lot of the chronic diseases. And when we look at the longevity genes that are conserved from yeast all the way to human beings, you know, things like sirtuins and mTOR and AMP kinase, they're all, at least to a major extent, nutrient sensing genes and proteins that they make that deal with nutrient sensing and essentially the metabolic switch you're talking about, ketosis, uh, glucose utilization. It's it's really amazing. Thinking about, um, you mentioned there are two ways to get into ketosis, either with um, ketogenic diet, in other words, low carbohydrate, um, or or fasting, just eliminating carbs and everything else for a period of time till you burn up the, the glycogen stores, and then you switch to fat metabolism and ketosis. Is there 
any advantage to getting into, if I can stay in ketosis all the time with a low carb diet, is there any additional advantage with fasting, you think? Well, if, yeah, I mean, fasting is a jump start. Number one, I think there, there's a lot of research being done as far as the impact of fasting, specifically to autophagy. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's a, an area of interest where, you know, there are arguments that it, it should be done through fasting as opposed to just high levels of ketosis through a ketogenic or other carb restrictive protocol. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's get Peter T on the. <laughs> yeah, really, line. really, and yeah. uh, he'll bring on some guests. And this is, this, but it's extremely interesting to us and, and others, obviously, when it relates to that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I use them both. I, you know, I, I can't say that I'm strictly ketogenic. I seek ketosis, but there are a lot of there's a number of ways that you can get into ketosis uh, that's not ketogenic. So I would say low carb is the most important thing. And uh, I mean, Weight Watchers can is seeking fat oxidation. <laughs> Jenny Craig is all these. They're just doing it in a way that you know is is questionable, obviously. So I think uh, that. So there's we're not tied to the ketogenic diet. It's whatever the protocol is to get you into ketosis and a fat oxidative state for repair or prevention is fine with us. Before we get into your specific uh, health hacks, uh, yeah. Um, Anything else on the BioSense device? Uh, does insurance pay for it, um, uh, or, or patients can just go and buy one from the website? I think correct. Yeah, I mean it's uh, so in the clinic we have clinics that just buy in bulk and they can resell it, obviously, uh, like they would with other things in the clinic. Uh, it does. It is eligible for uh, remote patient monitoring codes. So um, you know the three primary codes there. Um, in the consumer market, it's HSA and FSA eligible. It's a $299 device right now. Uh, the app is free, and that's what provides your fasting clock and uh, time and range and things like that. So we're continuing to build that. Um, but that's it. So it's a one-time purchase. Ultimately, we next year, we will transition into a, a lower-cost device and then a, a monthly fee as we add machine learning um, predictive analytics on weight loss, for example, and then automated coaching built within the app. So I'm giving away wow. a little bit of the trade secrets there, but that's when's okay. that coming out? Um, that'll be in 2022. Oh, so, uh, so it's really critical that we we're collecting data right now. We've got uh, a lot of early adopters, you know, and um, to build out the machine learning. So we're really excited about what the what the future holds. But that's that's how you get it. We have, I mean. A lot of different types of clinics, med spas, um, coaching, you know, programs and things like that. So we're, we can adapt to all of those. Oh, that, that's great. Or on a website, you can just get it on a website, which is uh, mybiosense.com. Super. Now, as an expert in this, in this domain of uh, ketone bodies and ketosis and, and, and health in general, and I understand you're a biohacker in your sure. spare time uh, that you enjoy uh, doing things on yourself, how has this, this expertise, this knowledge informed the decisions that you make about your own lifestyle choices, such as diet, exercise, or uh, supplements? Sure, sure. Okay. I would, I would say... Uh, at the core of it is just a key understanding. We, we, in our clinical trial in 2019, we showed this is that ketones as, as one measurement of ketones, especially in the morning is 50% off a time weighted average through the day. So 
that, that's really critical is that there's, there's multiple measurements to support a protocol. Okay. You need, you need three to five measurements to have a true area under the curve and to know. So with that in mind, one of the things that I've really been working on, I, I have young children and I'm an older dad, I'm 54. My wife's 12 years younger than me and my kids are five and seven. So I, I literally could barely carry my kids after six knee surgeries and four ACLs and all soccer related uh, problems that I had. So I found some quick benefits. So my hack that I've learned over time, number one is address sleep. So whether it's or ring or a bio strap or whatever, um, it's get your sleep under control. And, um, but then I started doing a lot of fasting once a month to do it like Peter Atia or Dom D'Agostino who's one of our scientific advisors and do a three day fast. I started seeing some immediate benefits um, on things like facial, just your, the, your aging of your face in a three-day fast. You will see the difference of time going backwards <laughs> a little bit. But it took a long time to do that. And, and one of the things that Biosense allowed me to do, and a lot of this is selfish, we do the development for myself, is that I, I do a bookended fast. Now I just do, you know, I do the strict ketogenic 24 hours, and then I'll start a fast. Instead of doing a timed 72 hours, all I care about is 24 hours in an inferred autophagy uh, state. So, and that's above 15 ACEs. So we, you know, ACEs is your breath acetone measurement, whereas five is entering ketosis. 15 is, is kind of a moderate to high level of ketosis in your cell regeneration. So all I want is 24 hours in that. 24 hours above 15, 25 yeah. hours above, however long that takes me to do that okay. all the better, you know, and certainly what gets in the way is, you know, I run a company. So things like uh, cortisol. So I do that <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> um, after 24 hours, I do another strict, you know, sub 20 uh, grams of carbs in a day so that I can keep those ketones elevated. So it's a nice, nice curve at five, you know, four to five days. And I do that once a month. And I can tell you that it, uh, it, it's my longevity or health span kind of protocol that is catching on, at least in our office and others, and it works pretty well. Okay. Um, I was seeing that my family, which does a lot of this too, none of us got COVID and we were around so many people with COVID. So N of, N of five, but <laughs> yeah, well, the metabolic health uh, is key for COVID, you know, also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot to be learned and you can have some fun at it. If you like doing what you're doing and like, um, the way that you feel as you age, you know, it's a great, sure. space to be in. absolutely. Any, any supplements, uh, that you recommend or that you're as part of your protocol? I do not. No, no, so not anymore. Then, no. Mm -mm. And no metformin. Nope. No. <laughs> And I won't even ask about rapamycin then. <laughs> I do not take, I do not take rapamycin. Uh, yeah, I think about it at times, but right now I, I, I think I'm going down a really good path at a personal level of, of getting the, achieving what I'm looking to achieve. And, you know, from inflammation, mean, first thing for me is inflammation. So you feel that and inflammation going away. And when you can ski for the first time in 10 years, that's a pretty telling tale and I can run where I was in a lot of pain before. Um, so it's, it's just obvious benefits. You're mentally sharp. You are, um, you're at ease. You're probably a little less rigid, you know, 
my wife used to say, you need to go out and run. Now she doesn't ask me to do that anymore. And the, and the running was, <laughs> I'd be more bearable in the home. <laughs> uh, but I think those are pretty typical benefits that people see is that uh, you get a little more control of your life back. Yeah, a challenge with, with when we make our lifestyle changes is always uh, seeing the, the benefits and you're obviously seeing them. Are, are there any particular labs you follow? I mean, you mentioned autophagy and that's no, you know, notoriously hard to, hard right, to measure right. directly. Any, any surrogates for autophagy or, or just other uh, wellness factors that you look at? No, I mean, I do labs, you know, once a year, just make sure everything is in control. You got to be, you got to watch out and fasting for, you know, your sodium levels, things like that. So, um, you know, electrolytes, the only supplement I take is electrolytes when I fast and, and it's, it's super critical. You know, that's the key. This, when people talk about the keto flu, just take your electrolytes, you'll be fine. It won't happen. Um, but other than that, no, I'm pretty natural. Um, I don't, I don't need a lot to, to achieve the benefits. I mean, I've got a device biosense that tells me that validates I'm in there. So why buy all these other things? I use a lot of protein powder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever you're doing, uh, keep doing it. It looks like you're, you're doing a great job. Um, you mentioned, uh, could you tell us the website once again and how people can follow you, Jim on social media? Yeah, yeah. So Instagram and uh, Facebook and all those things. It's my Biosense. So one word, my Biosense. It's a class one device, um, and it's available in the U.S. There's thousands of people that have it already. Uh, we it's, it was released just last year. It's the only clinical grade, um, backed by a clinical trial breath acetone device. The only non-invasive ketone device that that's on the market right now. Um, and it's for research uh, or using the clinic if, if ketosis is a therapy. And then um, certainly in the, the consumer world, too. So for, for our international audience, uh, is it available outside the United States? Also? U.S., Canada, Hong Kong and Singapore. OK, so you can track it down on the Web somewhere if. if needed. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll give a we'll give your listeners a discount too. you can put in the show notes. So great. Oh, that will be wonderful. We'll, we'll have that in the show notes and on, on the website for people. That's very uh, that's very generous. Well, thanks so much, Jim, for spending. It's been great to get to know you a little bit and spending sure. an hour with you, uh, you with you today. And I and I look forward to staying in touch. And I'd love to have you back on the program in 2022 when the new when the new device comes out. That's yeah, so absolutely. exciting. The new system. Uh, okay. Right. It's going to be great to reach more people. <laughs> sure. All right. Thank you so much. No, this is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking of it because of something you have seen here. If you find this to be of value of you, please hit that like button and subscribe to support the work we do on this channel. Also, we take your suggestions and advice very seriously. Please let us know what you'd like to see on this channel. Thanks for watching and we'll hope to see you next time!